batting for the New York Yankees, the shortstop, number two. Welcome back. This is episode 88 of the NYYST podcast presented to you by NYYSportsTalk.com. I'm your host, Christian. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And where do we send Stack Guy Rye and to? And not, as always, joined by Stack Guy Rye. He's actually, he got uh, caught smuggling heroin, so he's on a train now down to Florida. No, he he got caught? He got caught. I thought we sent him to smuggle. Oh, he got right, caught? Right, 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 right. That's not even funny. It really is. <laughs> it really isn't. Heroin is a very big problem in this country. It really is. We shouldn't joke about things like that. We'll have a whole podcast on it. On heroin? Yeah. I mean, if you really want to. I'm actually addicted, not to heroin, <laughs> to heroin documentaries. Really? Yeah. Because it, it intrigues me, the the addiction. So I I couldn't I didn't understand it. I was ignorant towards it. You're ignorant towards a lot of things. I'm really not. I just play like I am. And I and I've I, known you long enough now where I know how legitimately stupid you are. No, I'm legitimately smarter than you. Easily. <laughs> Easily smarter than you. You think you're smarter than me, but you know what? You're smarter than me for things that are outdated now. What does that even mean? Like I'm smart with technology. I could survival the fittest, I would live way past you. Way like, past you. Like if we were alone. You like you. You're good at things like man. Like you would probably be able to uh, work a cash register better than me. But no one uses those anymore. Like no, it's all computer. Oh, it's really? all technology. When you go to Shoprite, uh, what do you, what are you paying with? There you go. Bringing up Shoprite. Also outdated. Nobody so. goes grocery shopping anymore. Shoprite sucks. Really? Yeah. You think they want to sponsor the show? No, not anymore. After you said that. <laughs> Speaking of sponsors, this episode is brought to you by Diggsies.com. Get off the bench and into the game. Diggsies.com is your one-stop shop for sports betting advice. Will the Giants cover this weekend? How many Uh, points will the Jets let up? They did win. They did win. How many points will the Jets let up? All questions that Diggsies has the answers to. Whether your sport of choice is the NFL, NBA, NHL, or NCAA, Diggsies.com has you covered. Daily, weekly, or monthly picks on every sport, 65% winners, day in and day out. That's Diggsies.com, D-I-G-S-I-E-S.com. Use M-I-Y-S-T also because you get a 10% discount. That's what I used. I used my own promo code. Good. Bless. And I won money. Yeah. You get on DraftKings or, or any nah, of that? No. Nah. You should. And you should use Diggsies. Diggsies is uh, it's working for you? I'm, I swear to God, and I told you this last week, I'm not someone who can have a sponsor on here and I'm just going to bullshit my way through it. I was like, if you're, if you can prove to me how successful your product is, then I'll, then you can sponsor. I've won a lot of money. My wife doesn't even know about it. I'm sure she does now. She does now. She's going to expect a big Christmas present from you. She already does no matter what. No, we're not doing gifts this year. Oh, really? No gifts. All for the kids. Okay. Uh, you know what Yankee fans were expecting? A pitcher. Didn't really come out to fruition, did it? Guess not. So, uh, if you're wondering why we're recording on a Tuesday night, it's kind of an odd day for us to be doing a pod. Uh, earlier today, the news broke that the Washington Nationals signed Patrick Corbin 
to a six-year, $140 million deal. I think a lot of us, including the two of us sitting at this table here, thought it was a pretty much a foregone conclusion that he was going to be a Yankee, but he's a Washington National. I heard from a lot of different places throughout this weekend that there was a handshake deal in place. Not just from one place. I've heard it from, I heard it from several places, and I thought it was done. I thought it was happening. Well, you know, I don't believe everything that I read on the internet. So, and you're smarter than me, but you got duped into that one. I didn't get duped. I just, I, you know, I you thought it duped. was going to happen. You were duped. The person who, I'm not even going to go into it. I'll just say that I did believe it was going to happen. I was very confident. I didn't hear from anybody that I trusted. So I don't really, uh, I didn't get duped. You got duped. 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 No, I wasn't. I wasn't duped by the person I'm talking about. I was duped by some Reddit, some guy on Reddit. So that's my first problem. Okay. Uh, apparently, the Yankees went as high as five years. Uh, varying reports are twenty a year, twenty-one million dollars a year. So anywhere between five years and hundred and five million dollars total package is what the Yankees offered. He got way more than that from the Nationals. So apparently his dream wasn't to be a Yankee. It was to be a rich guy. Yeah, and good for him. You want to know why? I think it was a blessing in disguise for the Yankees because what was his career ERA? And I know it's a small sample size. I know. Oh, three nine one. What do we what do we throw money at? A number four starter. Maybe. I mean, he probably is better than that. Not on this staff. No. And. You know, it's different when you're probably the best free agent pitcher out there right now. It was like last year with you, Darvish. What did you, Darvish, get six for 126 or something, something like, like that? that? Was he Is he worth that type of money? Did he even pitch last year? I think he made as many starts as Shohei Otani did. I heard him like, I heard his name like once last year. Yeah, and it was when he, you heard that he was injured. But Patrick Corbin on the Yankees is am, am I off base? Am I being too harsh on him that he's he would be a fourth starter here? I don't think so. Sevy's your ace. I mean, you still got to go with that, right? Yes. I would put Paxton too, just because I want to break up the lefties and the righties. Yeah. But really, I guess you could say Tanaka is your number two. But I would probably do Paxton too because you want to split the lefties and the righties. Right. That's fair. And then, you know, so that's your one, two, three. Is he better? Is he better than any of those three guys? I look at it more in a sense of playoff, playoff wise. He's probably number three. So you're giving him the ball over James Paxton in the postseason? Probably. Because this is something that somebody brought up on some show that I was watching. And I don't remember who brought it up. And I wanted to bring it up on the last podcast, but I, because we were talking to Joe and I forgot to bring it up. In 2017, when the um, the Arizona Diamondbacks played four postseason games in 2017, how many times did uh, Patrick Corbin get the ball in 2017 postseason? Zero? Zero. He didn't make one start for the Arizona was Diamondbacks. Was he hurt? No, he was healthy during postseason in 2017. He was healthy? Who do they make fun of on the fan that does that? JJ? Healthy. I think it's JJ. He was healthy, didn't get the ball. So who did? I don't know. I, I oh, don't Grank, even... they had Granky. Right. Um, I don't know. You really want to go back and look this up? I don't want to look it up. I just, I'm asking you for a reason. I mean, we've heard Patrick Corbin, Patrick Corbin, this and that. 
we can't even name who was better than him in 2017 that he wouldn't get the ball. Granky. Well, all right. So, but basically the point, whoever brought this up, the point was, is that Arizona didn't trust him in the postseason in 2017. He didn't make any of those four starts. The wild card game, and then they got, sw- oh, it's Christopher Russo when he was on with, uh, with Michael K last week. Mad Dog Russo? Yeah. Call him Christopher? That's his name, You guys are it? tight like that? That's his name, isn't Chris it? Chris Russo. Whatever. He goes by Chris, but his good friends call him Christopher, I heard. Oh, really? Yeah. So you guys must be tight. Yeah, we're tight, bro. You know, I got room in my life now that Joe Rivera, you know. Yeah, you need a new bud. Anyway, so that was his point. Like, wild card game, three games, then they got swept in the division series. You know, you didn't even have Patrick Corbin to start. You didn't, you didn't start him in any of those games. Was there a reasoning behind it that you heard of during this interview, or was it just that he wasn't the go-to According guy? to Russo, and I got to take his word for it because, you know, he he covers more than just local sports right. now, especially he's got this, you know, national show on Sirius, and um, he does the High Heat show. Mm-hmm. It's just that it was just he, he wasn't considered one of the four best starters. And that's only two years ago. That's only... Going to be two seasons ago. And he said it was pretty crazy if you're going to give this guy six years, $127 million. Maybe it's a blessing and, in disguise. And you know what? How much better are we at understanding other players in the division of the team that you root for? Yes. Because you see them more often. Right. He's a San Francisco Giants fan. He sees Patrick Corbin pretty regularly. I think, I think a lot of it just has to do with we're desperate for another big name. And I think Corbin... Corbin's name is sexier than than what he actually puts on the field. Could that be true? I mean, I think that's a true statement. He was the best free right. agent starter in a season the Yankees needed a exactly. starter. Exactly. And that's really what it comes down to. But the Yank credit to the Yankees for for holding their ground and not giving up that Would extra Would you have been okay if the Yankees went above 6-140 and 140 to sign him? Um, on the surface going into next year, I'd probably be okay with it. But if I really sat down and rationalized it, no, it, it doesn't make sense. I have no, if, if the reports are true and the Cashman offered him five at a hundred or five at 105, that's fair. That's a fair deal. Oh, it's, it's such a fair deal that I'm, I can easily sit here and say, Patrick Corbin, go fuck himself. I don't like him. I think he's a greedy little prick and I wish him no luck. In his future. But you would have done the same thing. Absolutely. So you're a greedy little prick. Uh, sure. Okay. I'm not getting on the guy for taking the extra year and the extra $40 million. I never million. get on players for taking extra money. This is a job. Why would you do anything else than... You're a young guy. You're supporting your family. You have a wife. He I just kids. got married. I'm sure he has kids. He just got married. He's going to have kids probably soon. So he's got to make the best decisions. But as a Yankee fan, as someone sitting on this side and hearing the deal that he got, now you can go fuck yourself. I legitimately don't care. I don't. Oh, I, I don't give a fuck. I hope. I still hope they go out and and they need to make a splash still. But who's that splash? I wrote about it about a month ago now that I wanted. I knew how much of a risk it was, but I still wanted Patrick Corbin. He was the. It was just costing you money. The sexiest name out there. And it would have made sense to slot him in in a three or four spot in this rotation, but at a price. And that price for me was five at five and a hundred million dollars. And if that's what Cashman offered him, how are you going to tell me he lowballed him? No, not at all, not at all. But let me ask you this: 
True or false? The Yankees need to get Nathan Avaldi. False. True. All right. Well, we can disagree on that. The Yankees need to sign another starting pitcher. I understand that, but if Nathan Avaldi's out there and the Yankees end up getting, from what reports are saying, Hap or Lynn, you're okay with that? Jay Jay Hap, yeah, I would be okay with that. Over Avaldi. I don't trust him. I don't trust him. You don't trust him in October? I trust him in October. Is he going to be healthy come October? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta really just watch him. You gotta watch him closely. And what's he gonna want? He's gonna want what? He's gonna want a four year deal. He's still a relatively young guy. I'm sure hey, he's gonna want some stability. For what he proved last year, I'll give it to him. What if he never? What if he turns out to be Carl Pavano? I'm fine with that. No, you're not. I'm you're no. absolutely. You can't tell me. No, you're no, no. Fine. I mean, I'm fine with taking that risk. I'm not. I would rather take Jay Happ at two years. Mm, not me. I need one more guy that Steady I trust. Steady Eddie. I need one more guy that I trust in October. The guy made one. He had one bad postseason start. You okay. Tell me I don't trust him. Let me ask you this. Big game in October. You're going to say yes or no. That's it. Don't even want to go into anything more. Big game in October. Elimination game. Do you trust Luis Severino with the ball? At this point, I can't say yes to that. Do you trust James Paxton with the ball? I've never seen him do it, so I can't say yes to that. Do you trust Jay Happ with the ball? I'm not. I get. I guess you can't say, but I'm not also going to write off. I know what you're trying to get at because you're so stuck on the performance he had in Boston this year, but I'm not going to say that he can't pitch in the postseason because of that. Absolutely. And I agree with you in that sense. All I'm saying is for you to sit back and look at your team that you put together and to say you are confident that this is a championship caliber team and championship caliber rotation you need to have more than just one guy in that rotation that you know you can trust in October or at least that you're confident that you can trust in a big game in October well guess what you know what you got to get to that point with Luis Severino you have to be able to trust him in in October there is a lot of pressure when all is said and done there's a lot of pressure on Luis Severino this year because he needs to be the ace he needs to lead this staff because if he doesn't, you're you're depending on guys that shouldn't have to be depended on to be an ace. If James Paxton is is relied upon to be an ace this year, that's a problem. I don't know if it's a problem. Why is it a problem? Because I, I think, don't I don't think he has ace quality stuff. I think Brian Cashman traded for him thinking he does. Mm, I disagree. I disagree. I think he, I think that he thought he was a nice compliment to Luis Severino, but. What does that mean? Like I think I think it means that we've had Luis Severino now for the last couple of years be pretty dominant, at least through a big portion of the last two seasons, and we, he's never really had that steady number two. Who's been the steady number two? Tanaka's been up and down. CC's. What do you think? What do you think Cashman's expectations are for Paxton to be a middle of the road guy? No, I think he's his ex- expectations of Paxton is to have another big arm in here that he can that he can rely upon. And that's what I'm telling you. I think he traded for him thinking he could have a potential second ace on his staff. Yeah. I don't think a second ace. I think a guy that compliments Luis Severino well, which is kind of what Hap did last year in stabilizing this rotation. I think he had those kind of visions for James Paxton in a in a more heightened sense. Look, if you're going to get Nathan Avoldi, you gotta you got to make the deal make sense for you. You can't just throw a ton of money at him now because you lost Patrick Corbin. But when is that going to end? I mean, who are we going to throw a ton of money at? 
Wouldn't you rather be a pitcher at this point than anyone else? No, because why are you going to spend the money stupidly? And then, and then what? In four or five years, we're back in the... But then what if they don't spend it at all? Then they I don't mean, spend it. Then we're not... Then we're not at least giving it everything we have to be a championship team in 2019. You can't force people to do things. If you offer... So because the Yankees said that they were going to be all in on 2019, it means now, oh, we'll get... If the deal was for 140, let's give him 180. You give now you got to give you got to give uh, Patrick Corbin 180 million dollars because that's what the market said. So, no, no, I'm not talking about Corbin though because there's still other guys out. But there. But that's what you're getting. That's what everybody's getting upset over right now. Oh, the Yankees didn't get Patrick Corbin. If they they offered him a, they offered him a contract, he didn't want it. Somebody offered it, this guy 40 million dollars more than what the Yankees offered him, and he didn't. So he took. I'm the not money. upset about that. What I'll be upset about is that now we take a look at the rest of the free agents and pitchers available out there. You're going to still have to give up a big amount to Jay Happ. $15 million a year? For how many years? Two. I'd rather give Evaldi a little more over three or four. You're taking a big risk giving him four years. I understand that, but at this point in time right now, I'm. what about signing both? What about what Joe said last week? Maybe Evaldi is a better guy out of the pen. Look, I like Joe. I respect his opinion a lot, but I can't. I I can't imagine that Nathan Evaldi is going to be a reliever. No, next and year. I said that. I said that to him after he said it. But I mean, could the Yankees think that way? You're still going to have to pay him starter money, so it really doesn't make sense. But I mean, I don't know. We're we're talking about a guy like you said that's a big risk injury wise. So if you're gonna if you're gonna tell me Happer Evaldi. I got to get through 162 before I get to the postseason. And I, I have to figure that Hap's going to be putting me in a better position to do that. I think that the way this team is constructed right now, they're go- it doesn't matter what other moves are made. They're going to the playoffs. I don't think your next move is to make the playoffs. Your next move is to now take you through the playoffs. James Paxton, that's kind of what I was getting at before, is, that, is what Jay Hap was last year in a more heightened sense being that we have that stability now. You have to go into next year saying you're going to rely on on Seve to be an ace. And then you have a guy like Paxton. And now you have a guy like Tanaka who hopefully keeps feeding off of these big postseason performances. I need a guy now that I can piggyback. If I can't trust Seve in a big game in October, I know I can trust Tanaka. I need another guy. Evaldi's that guy right now, whether it's a big risk or not. But what was their argument about CC Sabathia last week? You don't want him to be more than a fifth starter. So now you're going to bring in Evaldi. You know, chances are he gets hurt. Now CC's your number four. That's true. That's true. I would, you know, Hap has not had an injury history. That's what I'm saying. I would rather, if you're putting it between Hap and Evaldi, I got to take Hap. I have to. I, you know, Mike Francesa said this today. You, you're just, you're just filling out a rotation when anybody else you bring in. The only legitimate game changer out there that the Yankees could possibly look at is Madison Bumgarner. <laughs> That's not happening. Not happening. Do the Yankees now pick up the phone? What? So let's segue off of this. He's in Washington, whatever, you know. Fuck him. That's how I feel. All right, you want to say it a fifth time? Yeah. So go ahead, say Fuck it. Patrick Corbin. There you go. Uh, I'm sure our sponsors appreciate that. I'm sure they do. That's great. Honesty. Anyway, so now he's off the table. Yankees need to fill out this rotation. Where do they go from now? We've just been debating Hafer versus Evaldi. That's one way to go. 
You heard a report that Lance Lynn is in the mix. I honestly cannot see Lance Lynn being a realistic option for the New York Yankees. Can't see it. No. I'll be very disappointed. That is, if you want me to get mad, if they bring in Lance Lynn to be the fourth starter on this team, I'm going to be fucking furious. Yeah. You have to be at that point. Because then that's just that's just a lo- that's just a load of bullshit to me. Yes. If you're gonna pass on, look, I have no issues with Cashman not going to six and one forty or nope. above that. So you made the you made your best offer. He liked the offer better. Fine, I have no issue with that. So now you're gonna lose Hap. You're gonna lose Evaldi. You're gonna lose Dallas Keuchel. You're not gonna ma- and you're gonna tell me what you're gonna you're gonna wind up with is is Lance Lynn. You can't sell that to me. That no. you can't. You say you cannot sell that to me. And before we keep going, I just want to say this: I'm not going to sit here and be upset if Hap is the solution. I just don't think he's the best choice. But he's still a great option. Out of what's left, no, I think he is the best choice on the free agent. And that's market, your opinion. That's and, my and opinion. And that's a very respectable opinion. And you can easily argue that. I I have a difference of opinion, but. We can both agree that if Hap and Evaldi are available and they and they pass up and Lynn becomes the next best choice, that's someone dropped the ball. Brian Cashman dropped the ball. That can't happen. No, Lance Lynn cannot. Is there? Can I see a scenario where Lance Lynn is on this team next year? No, no, I can't. No, because what are you gonna? Is he gonna? Is he gonna sign to be a, a swing guy? I take him as that. No. Uh, it's just not going to happen because. Would you take Lance Lynn? Let's say you sign Hap or Valdi. Would you? And then he. Would you take Lynn as a guy that you know eats some innings out of bullpen, makes a start here and there? Yeah, because I'll get him cheap at that point. I still think Lance Lynn is expecting to get a decent contract. I still think there's teams out there that will take a flyer on him. Exactly. It shouldn't be the Yankees. But if he's still available in that sense, and you can get him. At a really, really cheap price where you're stealing him back? Yeah, of course. I like Lance Lynn, but I'm not going to be relying on him in 2019. No, you can't. You can't. I cannot. I can't. You can't sell that to me. I'm sorry. So let's talk about Bum. It now is Brian Cashman saying to himself, I'm going to pick up the phone and call San Francisco Giants? I think he already has. Maybe I think he ups his offer now. When we talked to Wotus, what did, he, what did it sound like? If the Giants are going to do something before the season starts, who are they going to ask for if Brian Cashman calls in? They have to get Andujar Torres. They have to. Do you know they're going to they're going to start by asking for both, and they're going to want Torres? Okay, so Cashman's got to talk him off Torres. He's got to talk anybody that wants to trade with the Yankees off of Glaber Torres. It just seems like everyone's so spiteful that teams would take a, a lesser package than letting. Cashman off the hook of not giving him Torres. That's just what it seems like. I mean, he did get James Paxton without having to give up Glaber Torres. Yeah, but come on, that's different. How's that different? Paxton doesn't profile as an ace. Oh, really? He doesn't. We just had this conversation three minutes ago. Yeah. Brian Cashman is expecting this guy to be top of the rotation That's guy. different. No. That's different than an ace. He was an ace for most of last year. For the Mariners. So now we're going to bring him into the AL East. Okay. So now you don't like James Paxton I love him. I love him, but I'm not going to sit here and bullshit myself that he's going to be relied upon as as an ace, as a dominant ace that you are confident giving the ball to every fifth day to go out there and dominate. He better. He better be that guy. No, he's got to be really good, and he's got to be stable. He doesn't have to be an ace. No, I think he has to. (laughs) 
Yeah, I, would I settle for him being a really reliable number two? Sure, that's great. But he needs to be an ace. He's got to go out there and be an ace. He's not going to be an give ace. Me, give me a pair Don't, of aces. If you have those type of expectations for him, you're going to be disappointed. Uh, you know, I just said I would be very happy if he was a solid, reliable number two, but I'm not going to, I don't want to sell him or my expectations short. This guy should be an ace. He's he, going to go 14 and six with a 3 5 2. Lower. Nope. I need it lower. I know you do, but it's not going to be. The Yankees need it lower. No, they don't. They don't. I think the Yankees want more out of him than to be a 3-5 pitcher. I think maybe 3-2, 3-1. What do you think what do you think the the ERAs were on the 98 team? 96 team. Where were they? I'll pull them up. Let's let's keep our chat. I want to hear I want to hear more of what you think with with Bumgarner if you think that's a legitimate possibility. Why you don't? Not right now, no. Not right now. Well, Brian maybe Cash was maybe going by down the All-Star break and and the Giants are completely out of it and they're willing to take you know something less what are they gonna take less they're still gonna ask you for Anduhar right but maybe they come off it because we still have guys in the minor leagues that could be better than anyone else being offered do you Florial? you said it yourself last podcast I was wrong that Cashman isn't that hooked on this guy I'm mean, I'm saying I'm thinking that he would be willing to trade him in the right deal that he's not an untouchable well Bumgarner would be the right deal mid-season. No, you're not trading Florio for a rental. <coughs> you need to get if you're going to trade him, you got to give me at least a full year out of Madison Bumgarner. Would you trade Andujar for a rental? No. Why would I trade any of those guys so for a rental? So then Madison Bumgarner is only a possibility to you if it and happens before the season. Absolutely. Unless still you're gonna, a rental, huh? Still a rental. Now, I consider a rental being different at that point. It's still I have a full year of this guy. So you're okay with giving up Andujar for a guy that would only be here for a year? I would be more inclined to trade Andujar. So would I. So would I. Or if I had him for the full season. I so, don't want to trade Andujar for a guy I have for two months. But you're not getting Bumgarner to to pitch you into the playoffs. You're getting him to win you a World Series at I, that point. So know, what's the difference? I'll tell you what the difference is. I'm tired of a lot of Yankee fans assuming that the playoffs are a foregone conclusion already. You still have to get through 162 games. I understand, but... You also have to look at what you have already. And what you have already is a very well-built team. It's just not championship caliber yet. So if the Yankees are on pace for 100 wins again, why, why and their pitching staff is pitching relatively Because good. of those questions I just asked you before, so of who if, you trust in October. All right, but I'm telling you, listen to me when I speak. If, if the Yankees are on pace for over 100 wins again come mid-July, right? Mm-hmm. They're in first place. Everybody's pitching well. Why is Brian Cashman going to say to himself at that point, I need to trade Miguel Andujar and bring in Madison Bumgarner right now? He probably wouldn't. He wouldn't, exactly. Right. I said I I wouldn't do it mid-season, give up Andujar. I would make a trade now for him. I don't want But him. what I'm asking you to to talk through with me is why do we feel that way that in the beginning of the season, I agree with you. I'd be more inclined to giving up Andujar, but not in the middle of it. Because I have no control over him. But you don't anyway. I still have him for the full year. I want him for the full season. Okay. Wouldn't you rather get 30 starts out of him? It would make them better. It would make them better, sure. But 
I'm not getting Madison Bumgarner at this point to help me throughout the year. Yeah, you are. Because you know what you need to do? You need to win more games than the Boston Red Sox. And I think that this team can right now. I don't know. You just said they're not a championship caliber team. They're, so how are they going to win more games than a team that just won the fucking World Series? Because I don't think the Red Sox are going to do what they did last year again. Yeah. Who said the Yankees are winning 100 the, the games? The Red Sox. Why did the Red Sox get as far as they did? I don't know. You, you tell me right you, now. You, have you tell in me your, in October why they got as far as they did. You have it in your head. You tell me you right tell now. Me. You tell me right now why they got as far as they did. Why? Who? 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 Tell Who? me. David Price? Oh, yeah. Actually, let's not laugh, man. He stepped up. But who? Why? Because Nathan, Nathan Evaldi. And when did they get him? Midseason. Right. What did they give up for him? Doesn't matter. Yeah, it's a big difference. They won the World Series. If you're telling me that I have to give up Andujar next year, but I'm going to win a World Series, I'm, I might do it. No, you wouldn't. You're not going to trade. They you, did that because because they had faith in him and they needed another pitcher. I'll tell you what. They didn't. Not even the Red Sox. No, did. no one knew what he was going to do. Okay. So, and you can't tell me that Jalen Beeks is the same type of prospect that Miguel Andujar is. He's not. So, again, you traded this guy. But Evaldi isn't Madison Bumgarner. First, I'm telling you right now. You're going to have a riot on your hands if in the middle of the season they trade Andujar for Madison Bumgarner. You probably have one on your hands if they traded him straight up for him right now. Ready? Ready for this? Yeah. The 1998 pitching staff mm-hmm. ERA. Okay. Okay. What was the best ERA, you think? Came from El Duque. El Duque? El Duque. Uh, I'm going to say probably pitched like a 3-7. 3 Really? Very good year. That was probably the only season he was ever motivated to pitch a full very, season. Very, very good year. The next best ERA came from Boomer David Wells. I was definitely over four. Three, four, nine. Mm-hmm. There we go. Come on. The next, David Cohn, three, five, five. Mm-hmm. Hideki Arabu. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, God rest his soul. Four, oh, six. That's still pretty good. And Andy Pettit, four, two, four. So you tell me where their number two had to be better than a three five five. I mean a three five because their number two was a three four nine, and that was the greatest baseball team to ever step foot on a baseball field. James Paxton can absolutely pitch to a three five zero ERA next year. Okay, boss. Mm, uh, you don't like you. Uh, you know, I think you need to give me a little credit here. Why? Because you looked up some stats. Because now I'm doing the job of two people because he's on a fucking train somewhere. And I'm right. James Paxson does not have to be an ace next year. He needs to be an ace. But you, you need to look at it like that. He needs to be, but he can be a solid number two. And and the Yankees won in 98 the way they did because those guys stepped up in big games. Andy Pettit's regular season ERA means nothing to me. <laughs> I thought you were going to yell at me and say Andy Pettit is a starter. <laughs> his his regular season, even in 98, his he's already... Proven what a big game pitcher he was. Don't you feel like Tanaka's heading down that path with how we feel about him in the regular season? I don't give a shit what Tanaka does anymore. I know I can still hand him the ball in October and have faith. I don't want him pitching to a 70 array, though. <laughs> no. All right, let's let's rein it in here. Let's get it back on the train here. It's that guy rides on a train. Let's get this show on a train. So Deal. what are... What are the Yankees' options now? You say Madison Bumgarner is out of the question. I don't see that happening. Are they going to pick up the phone and call somebody and call 
turn off in Cleveland and try to get one of those guys. Do you think that could still happen? Are they going to move off? Because apparently they weren't going to move off of, of uh, Glaber Torres the first time around. They're going to move off of Glaber Torres now. If the Yankees trade for a legitimate pitcher, can we be in agreement that Andujar is not a Yankee this year? No matter which way they turn, legitimate pitcher. Can you can you put together a situation, a package that doesn't include Andujar, but they can get one of the guys that we've brought up this podcast? Uh, probably not. Okay. So, because the Indians are going to want people that they could plug in and play, because they right. they still can they still think they can compete, because they're retooling, they're not rebuilding. Plus, they can win they can win their, that division with only two of those guys. They could literally have all their players play with the opposite hand all year and still win the division. But what's Andujar do for them? They have a shortstop and a third baseman. Uh, he hits, makes them better. Is he going to be their DH? Maybe. I would. Wouldn't you feel much more comfortable with him as our DH? If we had a spot for a DH, Andujar's not being touched. The problem is the Yankees don't have a third baseman. Manny Machado? Maybe. Maybe. Do you think Corbin signing with the Nationals makes it more or less likely the Yankees are going to wind up with either Machado or Harper? I think, personally, it makes it more likely for Machado, less likely for Harper. Because I, I see them circling back to Harper now and, and working something out with him. You just said it was less likely to get Harper. Less likely for the Yankees to get Harper. Yeah. I'm saying the Nationals circle back with Harper now. No, nah, I don't see that happening. Really? I do. I do. I think. You think he wants to go back there? No. He turned down 10 years and $300 million from them. Well, who, the, who else is offering him money? Who He's, else? Somebody's going to offer him money. You when? Th- you don't think the Phillies are going to offer him something? I'd, if, if I'm him, I'd rather play. I heard Brian Cashman was in Las Vegas last night. What's he doing out there? He wasn't playing poker. Really? Maybe he was. You don't know. He wasn't playing. I'll tell you this. He wasn't playing poker. Could have been. He might have been afterwards. Maybe blackjack. Maybe. Maybe, maybe slots. Maybe he's a slots guy. <sighs> so if you're going to tell me that, all right, what's my move then? I bring in Manny Machado. Andujar's my my DH now. Then John Carl Stanton's got to play left field. I was thinking about this today. And you're big on the whole, you know, we're still weak in a lot of areas in the infield. To throw Giancarlo Stanton out there, now we have a weak spot in the outfield. But this is a guy who, A, is only 29 still, correct? Mm-hmm. And he played his whole career in the outfield. Would I be that opposed to him having to play every day in the outfield? I probably wouldn't be. Yeah, but the, what I was trying to argue with you about Murphy is that you have a bad defensive infield all the way around. You, you wouldn't have that in the outfield. Hicks is a plus defender. I, and Aaron but I, Judge is criminally underrated. But hold on. Let me just say this. As a right fielder. Your point to the infield holds a lot more merit than than saying the same thing about the outfield because the infield plays together on a lot of big plays, double plays, shifts, stuff like that. Whereas the outfield, if a ball's hit to, to Stanton in the outfield, uh, he's not throwing the ball over to Hicks, and then Hicks has to make a good play and throw it in home. Yeah, but if he doesn't have great range out there, Hicks can cover. That's true. That's true. But I would feel a lot better. Did you hold your breath a few times last year when the ball was hit to Stanton? More than a few times. Yeah. So, But not when he was in right field, when he was in left field. Left field. All right, so if you're going to sell me Manny Machado, you got that's what I want then. I want John Carl Stanton playing left field every day, and I want... And I want Miguel Andujar as my DH. The, yep. The more I thought about it, that gives you your best team. Stanton playing the outfield every day my, at that point. My 
best team really. Machado, Andujar, Stanton every day in my lineup, or Harper, Stanton, and Andujar. Like, what are you thinking there? I I don't know, but I'm thinking of it as we have a hole to fill with Didi being out. If you can go that time with him out where Machado is at short and Andujar's at third, Torres at second, and you keep Guardi out there for whatever and you DH uh, Stanton, and then when Didi comes back, if all those guys are still producing, then you can shift Machado over to third, Didi at short, and you throw Stanton out there so Andujar could DH. You know, it says a lot about what Brian Cashman is thinking. Either they're going to get Machado or... Didi long term because they he pretty much made it clear a couple of times that they don't really see uh, Gleyber Torres being their long term solution at shortstop. They want him to be a second baseman. Yeah, so that means that he in his mind and he, I didn't know that I heard that this past week. So in his mind, he feels like he's got shortstop locked up somewhere. They think that he's a phenomenal shortstop and that's where he's most comfortable, but. Because of his range, they feel like he's he's going to be more effective at second base long term. So, I don't know. I just think that means that he thinks he has better options at shortstop, whether that be Didi or Machado. Machado. I so basically, let's let's try try to bring this back around here. Corbin's gone, right? What's the Yankees' next move right now? If you had to say what the next thing that Brian Cashman is going to do, what would you say he's going to do? I have to say what I think he's going to do or what I want him to no, do. No, what you think he's going to do. Like, what's the, what's the Yankees' next move going to be? I really think that Evaldi is at the top of their list, but I think they're going to think of this the same way you are and not want to throw out that kind of money to him. And I think Jay Happ's going to end up being a Yankee again. But I think he's going to be very aggressive with Evaldi first before he gets to Hap. Did Patrick Corbin just make J.A. Hap more money now? Uh, that's a good question. Are the Yankees going to be that much more desperate to sign Hap that they might go beyond what they were looking to if pay If Evaldi him? wasn't in the picture, maybe. But again, I think I think Evaldi is now the main target for for Cashman. Because again, you can't really you can't go past fifteen million dollars a year into maybe three for Hap. Has have any other teams showed serious interest in Hap? Uh, I'm sure there's other teams interested. I haven't seen anybody really linked to him. Although what Joe brought up last week was pretty interesting. The A's could be in the day. They non-tendered Mike fires. So, I mean, they yeah. have, well, I think nice. they right. Manai is missing all next year too. Yeah. So they're going to, they're going to need somebody in that rotation. I think I'm right with, with saying that Hap could end up sitting in free agency for a very long time until last minute. He might get picked up. No, I don't think so. I think by if the Yankees don't have a starter locked up by the by the New Year's, it'll be Jay Happ. The Yankees aren't gonna are you with Evaldi still out there. They think, ha- they've talked and moved past Evaldi. Both of those guys, I I have a hard time seeing both of those guys now that they've moved to the front of the list of being the two best pitchers in the free agent market, making it through the winter meetings. I just think that Happ at this point in time and through the winter meetings is going to be asking for way too much when there's still a couple other guys out there. I think teams might be willing to pay him a higher annual salary knowing that he's going to want a short-term deal. Maybe. And the guy we don't even bring up here is Dallas Keuchel. You see any possibility for him coming to the Yankees? Do you want to get him on the show? Who? Keuchel. Why, you know him? 
I got connections, man. Bring him on. I don't care. what. Who are we to say no to talking to a Major League Baseball player? I think that would be a nice interview. I think it would be a great interview. I think anyone listening, if you want us to get Keuchel on the show, leave us a rating and review and tell us in the review if you'd want us to get Keuchel on the show. Hopefully he won't be as big of a a tease as his his former teammate was to us. Who, McCullers? Yeah. Yeah, come see me when I'm in the Bronx. I'm going to get you on the field, get your passes. And then he completely ghosted us. Yeah, he's he, a cool dude. He though. used us to get that shoe thing out. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, scum. he sent us a private video of that uh, hole in his shoe when like all Yankee fans thought it was like uh, pine tar or whatever. He's like, yeah, and tell your followers that it's just glue because I didn't want to get new cleats. And then... <laughs> He's like, yeah, and I'm definitely going to hook you up with all this cool stuff when we play the Yankees, and then we're trying to reach out to him because we're going to the game anyway. We didn't re- We just wanted to say right, hello we to were the going, guy. We had those tickets we anyway. We had tickets to the game anyway. We were just trying to say hello to the guy, and he's just like, he high-timed us. He's, a, he's hey, it's Lance McCullers Jr., man. Championship. Now he's Championship got, winner. You know what? I don't want to say it, but now the guy needs to Tommy John surgery. Maybe it was a little bad karma. You know, maybe if you would have showed a little respect to NYY Sports Talk. I never get no respect. I'm kidding. I, I'm kidding. I don't want to say that. You know. <laughs> nah, Lance, is a, Lance is a good dude. Except for that. He did high time us. He did. He did, he did high, high time us a little. Yeah. Anyway, so Dallas Keuchel. Is that a realistic possibility in your mind for the Yankees? Yes. Yes, absolutely. What are you willing to go for him? But that's, again, you're going to get hung up. I can't. I, dude, I'm telling you. I can't see a guy like Dallas Keuchel just like coming to the Yankees. Isn't it crazy though that two years ago we would have been we would have been on our friggin' hands and knees praying the Yankees got him, and now we're like, ah, eh, it's just Dallas Keuchel. Well, what were his numbers last year? Let's look him up here. They weren't great. I think he ended up honing in his season pretty well. He finished twelve and eleven with a three seven four. I mean, it's nothing to sneeze at. And uh, would I take him? Uh, yeah, probably at the same rate you'd have to. I would take Hap at two for thirty. Yeah, but is he gonna? He's uh, and Keuchel's way more valuable to me. You know, when he's what? He's thirty-two. So is he gonna? Maybe he want? Does he want more? I mean, Hap's thirty-six. Hap would be okay with a two-year deal. Is at thirty-two? Is he okay with a? With a I'm willing to give Keuchel a little more because I know what Keuchel can do in in October. Told you that's what that's where my head's at at this point. I'm telling you, losing the beard is going to be like a big thing for him. Though. It's kind of not that big anymore. I follow him on Instagram. Oh yeah, we're tight. All right, you do what you got to do. I'll get him on. I'm going to get him on. So we're working through this. Uh, I'm going to say if I had to b- make a bet, and Dixie's had one of their cards for who the Yankees would sign, and they put three names on it, uh, I would have to lead. As Jay Happ being the favorite. You're saying to say it's Evaldi. No, I didn't say Evaldi's the favorite. I said Jay Happ's the favorite. All right, so we're both in agreement that most likely it's going to be Happ. Realistically, yes, it is. That is the most likely. More so than him going out there and making a... More so than Cashman going out there and making a blockbuster trade. Yes, yes. I We've seen a more conservative side to Yankee management over the last few years. And... That doesn't mean that Cashman isn't going to be sitting with Evaldi and trying to make something work first. But I think at the end of the day, Hap, Hap is going to be the most realistic man to go with. I just can't see in a season where the Yankees needed pitching 
and they lost the top free agent target that they're not going to they're not going to go out there and try to make a big move I know, somewhere. I know. It's it's kind of frustrating. And can you imagine if the Mets somehow some way trade and get Corey Kluber? Like like some of the rumblings we're hearing. Yeah, I mean, before we came on, we heard a couple of things, and I don't want to turn this into a Met podcast. I feel like we've been talking about the Mets a lot recently, but uh, yeah, well, you know what? They're making moves. Yes, the Yankees got James Paxton. Everybody just no, wants no, no. to forget I, that about wasn't that. Wasn't a knock on the Yankees. Yankees made moves, and they're, making, and they're making good moves and smart moves. I had somebody at, tweet me, like, is is Brian, after this, now, is Brian Cashman, this was the words they used, is Brian Cashman allergic to improving their rotation? Oh, come on. And I'm like, dude, do you did you forget that they traded for Paxton already? <laughs> and honestly, people are like, in three, four years, Sheffield could have been here. You, you're telling me in three, four years, the Yankees are relying on Justice Sheffield to win a championship? We got a guy who made his better right now, substantially better. How could you be mad about that? All right, so apparently Bro is trying to get JT Real Muto, right? Mm-hmm. And apparently he's trying to get one of the Indians three guys and not trade Noah. So they're trying to add on top of Noah, Wheeler, and, and DeGrom. And we said this, if they turn down our initial offer for Kluber, they want to tours, whatever, who can the Mets honestly offer that's better than what we would offer even without Torres no one it would be out of spite at that point uh, they're not gonna spite they're gonna really spite themselves they're gonna take Jeff McNeil because they're trying to spite the Yankees I wouldn't I would hope that would not be the case please let them get JT Real Muto though because then I, I we don't ever have to hear about trading him yeah, for Jesus. Gary Sanchez again I told we touched on that briefly with Joe uh, during the interview uh, last episode. But my God, I I can't get over Yankee fans. I just want to throw Gary Sanchez out the it's window. Crazy, it's insane. You know, I got into a conversation, and we'll call it a conversation with somebody that said, uh, "You can't call a player great unless uh, he's Hall of Famer." Oh Jesus Christ! And that because I called Gary Sanchez, um, I said Gary Sanchez has been was great his first two years in the major leagues. And basically, his argument was if he's not on a Hall of Fame trajectory, he's not a great player. There's plenty of great players that are not in the Hall of Fame. That is the most idiotic statement I've ever heard. A Hall of Fame means that you were the best of and the you didn't best. Say, and you weren't, from what you just told me, you weren't saying that Gary Sanchez is great. You were saying he had two great years, and that should mean something that should mean something a lot more than it does to most to a lot of Yankee fans. And I don't think you should completely discount his power production last year either. Bro, he was on pace for, I think it was 36 or 39 home runs with 96 RBIs. Might have been a little lower on the home runs, but 96 RBIs. We all watched how shitty he was last year offensively. And he was still going to put up those numbers if he stayed healthy? I hit 18 home runs in half a year. Come on, man. Get over the pass ball shit. All right, let's wrap this show up here. Uh, so Corbin is now a Washington National. Uh, we both are in agreement that it seems most likely that Hap is going to fill out the fourth spot in the rotation. I still want to see Cashman make a trade here. I want to see him go out there and get one of the Indians guys or go out there and get Madison Bumgarner. Just say screw it now. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, now, need, I need something. I need something of substance. Or give me Bryce Harper and bring in. But you give me Harper and Hap. I'm okay. I'm 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 very happy. Yeah, now. yeah, absolutely. Harper and Hap. Harper Hap. Harper Hap. Harp. Happer. <laughs> Happer. 
Give me the happer. Give me a happer for Christmas. Yeah. And so yeah, let's go to let's go to Burger King and get a happer. I'll get a I'll get a double happer. With cheese? With cheese. Hold the pickles? No, I fucking love pickles, man. Yeah. You know I love pickles. I ate three jars of pickles in like an hour at your house once. You did. He did that. I, I literally put out three jars of pickles thinking, you know, no one's going to eat three jars of pickles. You're just Boom, grabbing gone. shit out. Just grabbing stuff out of the out of refrigerator when you're having a barbecue. I didn't even flip the first hot dog and this jerk over here ate three jars of pickles. I like the big pickles. Like the fat ones. Like the whole ones. The big ones. Yeah, but you ate the little gherkins. Sometimes you get little ones and you got to just, you got to just deal with it. I don't think people really care about it. But I prefer the big ones. Yeah. uh, You know what? You just turn a lot of people off (laughs) right now. So last thing we're going to say here as we wrap up episode 88 of the NYYST podcast is now you have another team out there in the Phillies that said that they weren't going to. Apparently, this was a report that came out about five hours before he went to Washington that the Phillies weren't going to be outbid for <laughs> Corbin, and that their owner has been on record saying they were they're willing to spend money stupidly. stupidly. So, for anybody that thought that Brian Cashman lowballed Patrick Corbin, even the team that said they were going to spend their money stupidly thought it was a stupid deal. Anyone who thinks that Cashman wasn't aggressive enough and they're blaming Brian Cashman for this. They're the same people who in four years from now would be like, Cashman's a fucking idiot for giving him six years. They're the same people. Not realistic. Philly's got uh, Gene Segura, so does that take him out of the Manny Machado sweepstakes? Because that was a team that was going to be in, I guess you could say, in the Yankees' way of getting Machado. Does that take him out of it now? Yeah, I'd say so. Do you see them now? Is their target now throwing a hundred of millions of dollars at Bryce Harper. The Yankees cannot, you cannot sell me on an offseason where we don't walk away with one of those two guys now. You've said that for months now, that with those two guys being free agents, the Yankees can't walk away from this offseason and not take one of them. If they got Corbin, I would have been, because those those were one, two, and three, even though Corbin's a much distant three, you could live with it a little bit more. But now that you're not giving Corbin over $100 million, you need to go out there and definitely get one of these Yeah, guys. you have to. More so than ever now. And another report that came out today is that out of, quote, 10 or 11 teams that have called in on Sonny Gray, Brian Cashman might be zeroing in on making a deal with the Milwaukee Brewers. And before anybody says they said that first, you actually know that you heard it on this podcast. You could go back and listen, and then you could go back on Twitter, whoever thinks they say things first. I promise you it was said here first. And I don't want to get into a dick measuring contest with people about who says what first. But fairness and fairness is that, you know, when we say something first, don't go out there and say that you said it first. Right. Because a lot of people, uh, let's just say a lot of people I've seen who say they said things first. Very coincidental that we've said it like that week beforehand. And a lot of those people we know listen to the show. So, And this is just something that you and I argued with numerous times as back as far as the All-Star break, uh, that the Yankees were going to get useful pieces for Sonny Gray. And now people are saying, oh, I was the first one to say that. No, you heard that on this podcast yep. in July that the Yankees were not going to sell that low on Sonny Gray. Yep, and you were right. You were right 100%. I'm not saying that they're going to get all-star caliber talent 
they could get something useful for their club yeah. or minor league pieces that are going to become useful for their club. And Cashman did a great job of even even blatantly bashing Sonny Gray, still building his value at the same time to other teams. That's why when he says, I'm not trading Gary Sanchez, Gary Sanchez is not for sale, that's him saying, listen, I don't want to trade this guy. I'm not trading this guy, but... If you want him, you better back the Brinks truck up and dump it out on my front lawn. And then maybe I'll think about giving you Gary Sanchez. Which is exactly what the Giants feel with Madison Bumgarner. Well, guess what? Then I guess he will pitch the entire season in San Francisco. No. He'll be gone. If they're out of it, he'll be gone by the All-Star break. They'll be out of it. At that point, they got to get something for him. Right? I don't think anything. If they're out of it, what's the point of keeping him at that? Well, point? because you know what, it's like with Manny Machado. What did they? What did the Orioles really get? Did they get anything super great out of that deal? No, because they didn't. They didn't have to at that point. They got something, and they helped the. It, he ended up helping the Dodgers win the pennant. Even more so, exactly why you don't point. trade Miguel Andujar in the middle of the season for a guy that you're going to have for two months? But. We're t- it's so tough to talk about him because he was, you know, so great last year. But we're talking about a guy who was benched in the in the playoffs last year. For you're going to tell me you're not going to give him up for a guy that could help you in a World Series? It, I understand, and I'm on your same. I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit. It's tough to say because could this team still win a pennant without Andujar getting in a pitcher that we know is that great in big games? Only if Manny Machado's playing third base. Well, that then maybe that has to happen to open that possibility up in the middle of the season. As much as I want Harper, and I think that you can make a case for him being your everyday left fielder and stay in your DH, Machado seems just it just seems much more likely. And he's and he's honestly he's just a much better player all around. He's just he's just a much better player. Because what are you gonna do? You need you're gonna have some you're gonna need somebody to play shortstop for at least half the season. Manny Machado, excluding pitchers is a top three player in Major League Baseball. Top three. Who's better? Trout? Moogie Betts. Oh, I don't... I think I'm... I hold more value in Manny Machado than Mookie Betts. Is he... If he signs with the Yankees, is he the best player on the Yankees? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. All around? Absolutely. But that could change. We've seen guys change when they come to New York. And that doesn't mean I'd rather have Manny Machado than Aaron Judge. But it's just... A fact right now, Manny Machado would become the best player on the Yankees. If you could have Manny Machado, but it meant that you had to trade Iron Judge, would you do it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know there's some maniacs out there that would say yes. Because although Manny Machado might be the best player on that team, Aaron Judge is way more valuable. This is true. So, But as I was saying, to wrap this up here, with Didi's injury is just... It, it's it's created the opening that I think Cashman or Hal was looking for to get Machado onto this team. Yeah. Because now he can say, listen, I need a shortstop, and then I can I can slide him over to third base. Because, you know, by the time that Didi comes back, we might already have an answer on what our first base situation is. Yeah. And we might need a first baseman. So why not at that point see if shit sticks to a wall and see if Andujar can play first base? Maybe it's, that. maybe that's something that they're going to think about. And we've said that way before anyone, that that could be a possibility. Not likely, but could be a possibility. There's a lot of things to happen here. We're still a few days out uh, from the winter meetings. I expect 
I expect the Yankees to still be very active in the winter meetings. Even Corbin's gone. We were even though uh, he he didn't sign with the Yankees, still expecting him to be gone before the winter meetings, and he is. The Yankees are going to make some moves here. They're going to make some moves. Well, I want to stop saying it, and I want to see it. So, what do you think he's going to do? You you think Jonathan Wysak is going to take the fourth starter spot? You no. think Luis Sessa is? No, they're I'm just bring, saying I want to see. I'm sick of just. They're going to bring now. somebody in here, and we don't even talk about it, but they have to bring in two relief pitchers. They have to. Yeah. You got to replace Britton and uh, David Robertson. What, what was that Robertson text the Dave other day? Roberts. Oh, okay. Dave Roberts got a four-year extension from the Dodgers. I was busy. I'm scrolling through, I, and it didn't click. No. Robertson hasn't signed anywhere, but like I said, like we said with Joe last week, I did hear that maybe the Red Sox are the favorite. You will fucking throw up the first time you see him wearing a Red Sox. I'll puke. I, I want to puke. I gag, actually, just thinking about it. All right, I think we beat this horse to death, yes. don't you? All yes. right, let's wrap this up here. Episode 88 of the NYY Sports Talk Podcast. Like we said, the winter meetings begin next week. So make sure you follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk for all your breaking news, not just with the Yankees, but any any big signings or big trades. We'll be, we'll be sure to keep you involved in because, you know, it, it, sometimes, you know, it's yeah. good to know things. Yeah, and please leave us a rating and review if you're still listening this far through on iTunes, if you listen or anywhere that, that allows you to do so. So since episode 85, I haven't brought it up because 86, 87, and 88 have not been worn by any New York Yankees. I knew that. But we are a couple episodes away from being able to ask this question again. Okay, cool. Cool. All right, thank you for listening to episode 88 of the NYYST podcast. Um, I, I I get thrown off when I can't go right into... You don't go the, through your same motion. Yeah. He's, maybe, you need a, maybe you need a new motion. Maybe it's very difficult to close a show. But very difficult. But if... So just... Go just pretend like Stack Guy Rise never here. Right. Just ignore him. Just ignore. We'll just ignore him from now on. Yeah. You're not happy with him because I helped. No, he's a real. He was a real asshole to me because he kept telling you not to help me. I helped you move today. Again, this is now the fourth time I helped you move. But that's that's neither here nor there. But you know, I will never help you move. You move. You're a prick. Hate moving. You're a prick friend, but I always help you. But that's neither here nor there. Correct. He was very adamant. For me not to help He didn't today. want you to help me. He did not. Didn't give an explanation, nothing. Just said, don't help him. Don't help. He's a dickhead when he's on a train. When he's on a train and he becomes an entitled dickhead. Very upset. He owes me an apology. It's that guy, Ryan. When you listen to this, uh, make sure you text your brother. He's very upset. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening to episode 88 of the NYYST podcast. Chris. Say goodbye. Peace.